he's funny, and he's also mustachioed. He solves all your problems by the end of every episode. TV Dad. Everyone loves TV Dad. All right, we got some questions uh, in the inbox asking for advice. Okay, from Anonymous, our daughter and middle child is going through the common toddler phase of whining and crying and is super defiant, S-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-
So it's not like um, it's not a, it's not it's not a problem in the sense it's something you need to worry about that it's a it's a reflection of what's going to be in the future. This is just a toddler. But as I said, you also don't let them. I can let them run the house, and you you do still want to teach them discipline and all of that. So um, I think that involves on your end just being firm and being consistent and being simple in the instructions that you give to the child. Um, and if you put rewards in place, or if you put punishments in place, being consistent about those things. So firmness, consistency, patience, being calm, you know, yelling at a toddler never works. It do, it's not going to get the reaction that you want. Hey, I want a lawyer. I am the law. Parents yell sometimes, it happens, but it's not actually going to, 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 to help the situation. That's just you letting off steam. And also, we are modeling. This is the biggest challenge for parents, and I always have to remind myself of this because I'm far from perfect as a parent. But uh, it is true that the best thing I can do for my kids is actually model the behavior that I want to see in them. So yes, I'm going to set rules in place, and I'm going to say, this is what you need to do, and I'm going to give instructions, and we're going to do all that as a parent. But we also have to model it. And so, particularly for a toddler, if you want them to be patient, if you want them to control their emotions, if you want them to um, listen to instructions, if you want all that stuff out of a toddler, the best way to get it is to show that. And I think for a lot of parents, they get overwhelmed by the toddler phase and they start getting angry and they yell a lot. Um, but now you're, you're just demonstrating that to the kid. And so you're saying something, but they don't hear that. All they see is what you're doing, and so now they're emulating it. Um, so leading by example is, a, and then and things like, you know, redirecting, I think, is often a good strategy for, for toddlers. They really want something. They're freaking out about it because they can't get it. Redirect them to something else. Doesn't mean that you're bribing them all the time. You know, I'm not saying that they're freaking out because they want to do something. You don't want to do it. And you say, oh, here's a lollipop. And you try to bribe them. That's that's not going to be a good strategy. But redirecting them to something, their energies to something more, something better. Uh, and ignoring is, all, is, is a tool in the parenting arsenal that has to be used sometimes. Uh, as long as you know that, you know, you've addressed their concern. They're not hurt. There's nothing serious going on. Um, they're still having an attitude, having a temp temper tantrum. Sometimes it's like you got to just ignore it in cer certain circumstances. Not, at, not like when you're out at the grocery store and they're having a temper tantrum and you let them do it and disrupt everybody around you. That's when you have to get them out of the situation. But um, there are circumstances where you do that. Like yesterday, when I, I was putting my three-year-old down for, for bed and uh, she was very, very upset about going to bed, even though it was actually past her bedtime. And I did try to explain that to her. I said, this is 30 minutes past your bedtime, so you, know, you should, be, should be thanking me. But for some reason, she was not persuaded by that. She was very upset about going to bed. And uh, she was not a full-on meltdown, but she was like whining about it. And... You know, I explained to her, this is bedtime, you're going to bed, brought her up, gave her a kiss, said goodnight, left her, let, and she was still whining, but I'm not going to sit there and negotiate with you. It's like, this is bedtime, and then, and then I left, and she was fine, and she got over it. You know, men hate going to the doctor. You have to make the appointment, you have to spend half your day sitting around a waiting room, you have to endure uncomfortable conversations about your body with another man that you hardly know. RexMD understands that no one likes to go to the doctor's office. That's why they've created a safe online platform for men to discreetly consult with licensed physicians and get personalized treatment plans. RexMD makes it easy and inexpensive to get the generic and branded Viagra or Cialis online. No waiting rooms, no embarrassing trips to the doctor, no insurance, no co-pays. Did you know Viagra could cost $90 a pill? RexMD has generic Viagra for just as low as $2 a pill. Just fill out their online medical questionnaire. A doctor will review your situation and, if, if appropriate, prescribe you medication. Your medication will ship right to your door. 
with free two-day shipping. It's fast, it's simple, it's cheap. Plus, you can access your U.S.-licensed RexMD physician anytime you need. RexMD has already helped over 300,000 guys gain confidence quickly and conveniently. They are here to help. They can help you to take advantage of their best deal yet at RexMD.com Walsh and save up to 90% off by paying only $2 per dosage. That's RexMD.com Walsh for up to 90% off. Go to RexMD.com for more details and safety information. All right. From Ray says, Dear Matt, please help me figure out my marriage. I've been married just over five years and have four kids, five and under. We recently moved states to Utah. He's got a better job here and I don't have to work. I used to be the heavy earner. I love being able to stay at home with my three little boys and my nursing baby girl. I cook all the meals to save money. The house is clean. I homeschool and I'm involved in several church groups. I don't dump all the hardships of my daily life on my husband because of your advice not to do this. Good. Good advice if I do say so myself. Uh, I share stories of the sweet things our little babies do and general news and some fun things I think that he'd like to hear about. That's all very good. My husband constantly complains. He complains about work. He complains that we have to buy a house in this state and how it'll be so expensive and he'll have to pay for it alone. He complains about the kids interrupting him while he's looking at the phone. He complains about stubbing his toe. He complains about the weather. I try not to be hurt or offended by this because we did leave his childhood home to come here. I had to leave mine when we were married because California is not a good place. It's just so, so hard to stay positive. If I'm happy when he comes home, he'll say things like, well, I'm glad you're happy because that commute is an absolute killer. Then he'll keep on about uh, little things like the food being pricey or the beer being the wrong kind or the baby being cranky until I'm crying. Then he'll say, well, you wanted to move here, so stop crying. I don't know what to do. I try so hard to be supportive and uncomplaining, but I can't. T- I can tell he's really unhappy. I've asked him to try to give me the same courtesy of being just happy when he comes home, but he says th- he's, then he just says, what, I'm not allowed to have feelings now? Then he'll yell at our boys or for whatever they're doing. What do I say? What do I do? I don't even know where to start. I want to be supportive, but I actually hate being around him because of how much he nags at me and yells at the kids. Please advise. So uh, the first thing always is to look at yourself. That That's the first person you can control in your marriage. You know, you, it's the only, the only person you can directly control in the, in the entire universe. universe. So that's always the first place that you want to look. And I'm not saying this is your fault. I don't know anything about you. So um, you have presented a pretty one-sided version of events here. And it could be totally accurate. No indication that it isn't. But um, nine times out of 10, or maybe like 9.9 times out of 10, you hear a story like this. If I were to talk to your husband, he would have his own tale of woe uh, related to you and, and what you do. And um, that, that, that would also probably be rather one-sided. And then between those two pictures, maybe we would get a clearer picture of what the truth is. And that's not, again, not any criticism of you. That's just how people are. You know, it's, that's, how, that's, how I, that's how anybody is. Um, if I were to complain about somebody in my life and then you talk to that person, they would have their own complaints. That's the way it goes. So the way that you have laid this out, this version of the story, he comes, he's totally the bad guy. He's being completely unreasonable. You are not, you know, you're trying to be happy and supportive and you're doing all these things at home and the house is clean and you're making food and you're taking care of the kids and you're happy to see them and you're, you tell them happy stories and, and all of that. And, but he's complaining all the time about everything. He's whiny and self-pitying. My only point is that as a, as a matter of statistics, uh, it's very likely that the story is not as one-sided as you have made it out to be. Boom. Roasted. So I would look at yourself. Is it actually true? This is this is is this is this true or is this a story you're telling about yourself? And then after you've you've done that inventory, um, you know there is a question about is there something else going on in his life? You know is this is this just childish whining, or is there something more serious going on? Is there something going on at work? 
um, some major stress, some major burden that he's carrying that he doesn't want to tell you about because uh, he doesn't want to put it on your shoulders. But then unfortunately, he's not putting that on your shoulders, but then he's, he's putting everything else on your shoulders because it comes out in these other ways. Uh, that's a possibility. I would try to talk to him about that. Once you have covered those bases, um, and if it is true that this is a basically a one-sided thing, there's nothing else more serious going on with him, um, then we are left with, in that case, that on his part, this is this is just simply self-centeredness. This is being a being super whiny and and being self-pitying. You know, this is someone who wants pity, he wants attention, and wants pity. And there are people like that in the world. There are a lot of people like that, and unfortunately, there are men like that. Um, and it is uh, a real problem, especially when men become this way, because it's not respectable. It's not respectable behavior. It's very hard to respect someone who's who desires pity all the time. And uh, even when you're trying to have a positive conversation, you're telling him about the kids and he, and he, all he wants to do is complain. He doesn't want to see you happy. Like he's up, he comes home and you're happy and he's like upset about that. So he, he wants to tell you about, oh, yo, you're happy. Well, here's what happened to me. What's the matter? Nothing's the matter. If that's all the case, then that, that's, that's not a good thing. If he had a tough day at work and he comes home and everybody's happy, that should make him even happier. That's, like, that's a great thing to come home to happiness. My, my goodness. So if that's the case, then then it really becomes a man-up situation for him. And I know there are guys like in the manosphere and all that that they don't like that phrase. They don't want to hear about that. Um, they never want to hear that answer. But sometimes that is the answer. Like sometimes for a man, just get the hell over it. Be a man. But really, that, that's the only solution in that case. And if that's it, then uh, then you still need to have a talk to him and, and with him and... and um, you know, that's when you're talking about things like respect and you want to respect him, but it's hard to respect this kind of behavior. You start using language like that, that, that really, now he might react to it, he might get angry at first, but that will resonate. There's a chance of getting through. It's going to be when you start using language like that. You're not being vicious to him. You're not saying you don't respect him. You're just saying, I can't respect this behavior. So that's what I would say. Uh, finally, from Michelle, I'm married to a very kind and godly man. He's both my husband and my best friend. My entire family loves him except for my sister. Every time I see her, she has something negative to say about him. She has never brought anything concerning or serious to me about him. I believe she just doesn't get along with him because they're, they have clashing personalities. I feel disloyal listening to her say unkind things about my husband. However, I don't want to cause drama with my sister. What should I say when she comes to me with complaints about my husband? Uh, you, you can't listen to complaints about your husband. At all. Um, if, if there's something really serious going on that someone in your life is concerned about um, and they bring that to you, that's one thing. But you're saying there's nothing serious here. He's a, he's a very good man. And so she's just whining about him and, and, and nagging, you know, and, and like nit, nitpicking and that sort of thing. Um, no, I don't I don't think you don't you don't you don't have those kinds of conversations about your about your husband with with anybody. Um, complaining about them, listening to complaints. You can talk to our complaint department. It's a trash can. It's not appropriate. You know, you should not be the sounding board for anyone's complaints about your husband, just like he shouldn't be for any complaints about you. Um, so that's what you tell your, your sister. So I'm not going to listen to this. It's not appropriate. It's not right. Um, I love and respect my husband. We're not going to have this conversation, and I don't want to hear it anymore. Um, and then she just has to do it. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. Godspeed. Godspeed.